Hey Houston, for a limited time at VisionWorks, you can get two complete pairs of glasses, frames, lenses, the works for just $49 on single vision glasses and $89 on progressives. And that's a good deal, but we offer that pricing on over 500 frames, which makes it a great deal. Right now, buy two complete pairs of single vision glasses for just $49 or two pairs of progressives for only $89. VisionWorks, we're here to help you. Some restrictions apply. See store for details. Offer expires November 10th. Blog Talk Radio. Mission Unstoppable. Guerrilla coach Frankie Picasso is a rebel with a cause. You live life on Mission Unstoppable, and every day is an adventure. Here she is, Frankie Picasso, with Mission Unstoppable. Mission Unstoppable. Mission Unstoppable. Good evening, everybody. This is the Unstoppable Coach, Frankie Picasso, and you're about to go on Mission Unstoppable. I am part of the Coach of the Airways family of coaches, where we coach the planet and change the world one show at a time. Tonight, my guest is a man who happens to be another one of my unstoppable friends. Funny how I keep accumulating them. By day, he's a VP of sales and marketing for Item. At night, he's a family man and a proud father of J.R. Yes, he did name his firstborn after his idol, J.R. Ewing, and he now has a seven-month-old named Sean. He's a man that has a heart the size of Texas, and he even wears a cowboy hat to complete the image. He's most happy when he's reaching out to help others. He states in his own words that he's passionate about helping people to make the most out of their natural talents. There's another role that is satisfying to my friend as well, and that is being the chairman of the board of trustees for a UK-based charity organization called Beat Bullying. BB, as I'm going to call it this evening, is a charitable group that is so innovative and fresh, I imagine that it has a lot to do with my guest, putting his MBA in marketing to good use. Please welcome Abby Naha to Mission Unstoppable. Hey, Abby. Welcome. Hey, hey, Frankie. Thank you for a really warm introduction. Very good. <laughs> oh, good. We, um, we actually have a friend of yours on air. I have a friend of mine, too. We have Banji. Did you want to say hi? Hi, everyone. Hi, <laughs> Banji. Do you want to stick around and let me know? I can keep you on, on the mic on or off. It's up to you. Anyway, Abby, you uh, are engaged with this Beat Bullying, and it's an organization that strives to protect kids from abuse and, and the fear that plagues them in schools and on the playground. Now, school is a place where kids spend an awful lot of time and it's a place that they should feel safe. But believe it or not, it's, you know, it's not what you think. It's not the pedophiles you have to worry about. It's the other kids. So you know, did you have any idea before you had children that bullying was such a big deal? Uh, no, not, not at all. Um, I think from my own personal experience, I've never really been bullied at school, although I had a, quite a tough father figure uh, growing up, so I experienced some bullying there. But... Um, you know, and so being a, I coming from uh, my parents from India, although I was born and brought up here in the UK. You know, used to get the odd few chants and few name callings, but nothing that serious. It's only uh, later on in my life that I begin to uh, really find out more about what what's happening in uh, universally, but also specifically in the UK about bullying. So, you know, we know that that bullying fits into two categories: emotional or physical harm. And it includes, like you said, you got a little bit of taunting and name-calling because you were Indian, do you think? Is yeah, that yeah. what it also was? Yeah, and so, you know, kids are mocking or making offensive com- you know, comments, but it can, it can get worse than that. They can kick and, and hit and bite and push and, and really, uh, you know, be quite harmful. So what does beat bullying, um, what it, when did it start and who started it? Yep, so uh, basically it started in... Uh, uh, 1999, and there uh, three uh, uh, key individuals who actually started it, and the, the main person there um, em, uh, uh, was called Emma, and uh, Emma Cross-Jones, uh, she started uh, beat bullying uh, through her own experiences of, of, of getting bullied, and uh, so she started as uh, a charity uh, back then, and even today it still remains uh, quite a small charity. We have uh, less than 30 people in the UK. Uh, who actually uh, work for this charity, but we have a very, very large reach. Uh, 
and just to give some stats of what's happening, although, I mean, this charity is very much UK-focused, um, for sure that uh, bullying takes uh, takes precedence and happens all, all over the place, all over the world. But um, just to give you some UK statistics, uh, and these are sort of like independently proven as well. So in the UK, each week, uh, at least 450,000 young children uh, are bullied at school, and there's another 500,000 are bullied outside of school. Wow. Uh, we also have stats to show that um, 20,000 young people per day are truant uh, because they're being bullied. And one in three truancies uh, are blamed on bullying. So these kind of statistics, uh, Emma, um, she, she went to independent people and started to find out more about uh, bullying, how many people are being bullied, why they're being bullied, which is really important. And sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, it could be color, it could be race, it could be they're too smart, it could be they're not seen as to be too smart. And there's a whole wider of, uh, uh, of reasons or why it happens. And then what is really happening out there to prevent this uh, bullying happening. So then the charity was really just set up to help kids to help themselves uh, to really put in anti-bullying strategies uh, within schools and also amongst themselves within sort of youth community clubs. So I think what you find with this charity is the first UK charity really focused on uh, devising anti-bullying strategies. But it is very much, you know, empowering and helping young people to help themselves and to offer a, a level playing field and to make it sustainable so that uh, the kids and who then work with the teachers and, and act as mentors can really put a process and system in place with the right tools so you can have an environment where it doesn't happen again. That's excellent. Now, this program was endorsed by uh, your now Prime Minister, uh, James Gordon Brown, who was then at the time the uh, Chancellor of Exchequer, and he said, this is the beginning of something that can change the UK. Beat Bullying are an innovative and far-reaching charity. And, you know, that, that's some, that says something. You know, that really says something when somebody of that caliber, it, you know, takes notice of what you're doing. And that, that's pretty amazing. Um, the other thing that's pretty amazing is the people that you have been able to get on board. You've got some really do have some innovative uh, programs and strategies that I want to just wait a little bit to get into. But I think the one thing that I really like about the charity the most is that you empower the kids, you engage them, um, and to take ownership by by them setting the strategies themselves, by allowing them to tell you what they need, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, that, that's right. And what we encourage is something which we call our peer activism. And, uh, <laughs> you know, once you can have this uh, um, environment where the kids start sharing with other kids, uh, you know, what's happening, you're communicating some of the issues, how they feel, and they start centering up, uh, set up mentoring uh, uh, procedures within the school, what you find is, and the key thing is that we not only work with people, uh, kids being bullied, but also the bullies themselves. And what happens is these kids, they start taking ownership of this, and then they start creating their own posters or their own plays or recording their own videos. Uh, they then invite uh, people that they know or other fellow students onto their own schools. They make use of the assembly period or they have seminars within the schools. So you get this kind of like <laughs> underground movement uh, going on uh, within the schools themselves. And it's fascinating to actually watch and experience this. And, and what's amazing and, and so uh, rewarding is when you actually see some of these kids who have been in really pretty bad situations start to feel much more confident about expressing themselves and expressing some of the issues that they've had, sharing it with them amongst other fellow kids and at home uh, uh, as well and start opening up. And then watching them to... Uh, slowly become you know, leaders and feel really empowered and then set themselves up for when they do leave school because um, what we find as well is some of the uh, children who have been bullied, um, if nothing's done about it, they, they, they take it forward to them uh, when they become adults and it does, it does affect them. Yeah. Is there um, an age group that you found is most prevalent to be a bully? Well, you know, what we find is from the research that we've done, and then actually uh, to date we've worked with over about 700,000 kids 
and 400 schools in the UK. It's the age group that we kind of work with most are uh, around 11 to about 18. They're the ones that we've worked with the most, and it's prevalent throughout that age group. Yeah. And what would the percentage, do you think, boys versus girls? Interesting enough, uh, actually, it's, it's, it's pretty close to 50-50. Really? Yeah, Nancy, yeah, are you yeah. still with us? If you are, feel free to you know step in at any time and put in your comments. Um, you're still on air as far as I can tell. <laughs> okay. If you want to join us, um, please free, feel free to do that. You can give us a call at 646-595-3741. Again, at 646-595-3741. The chat room is open as well. If you're too shy and you don't want to call in, I do have the chat room open. Uh, we have another call, so let me just take this caller. Hello, you're on air. Who am I speaking to? Hello? Zero, 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 one, two, five. Are you there? Uh, maybe they are there. I don't know what happened to them. Okay, if you feel like uh, speaking, let us know. Uh, I'm going to keep you up for a few minutes and we'll see what happens. Um, okay, where were we? Uh, Abby? What, um, we were talking about Girls, uh, so girls and boys, you said, is just about even. Yeah. And bullying is 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 something that I think you, your your stats said that parents and children fear the most about going to school. Uh-huh. That's that that's quite something. I don't remember ever worrying about that. And even with my own kids, who are now like you know um, late well nineteen twenties. I don't remember them, you know, being bullied. Although I imagine that there's a certain uh, sector of kids who, who may be picked on a little bit more than others. Um, I know at times they've told me about kids that they've you know, gone to the rescue of, but you know, in my in my era, I don't remember being, you know, having bullies be so prevalent. Um, and in Canada, where I live, it's very multicultural, so sure. we don't see it as much around race or things like that. I'm not sure what what it would be about, but. Um, I don't think it's that. Yeah, you know, you know what we found is that um, when we've actually gone into uh, certain schools and mm-hmm. work with certain um, uh, authorities, as soon as we we put systems up in place where we can actually monitor the incidence of bullying, uh, we find on average that uh, the rate of bullying um, or of reporting bullying goes up about sixty percent. So you can actually start identifying that there is actually a lot of bullying going on. And the bullying can be from taunting and teasing to actually really, really bad physical um, you know, violence. And to go into the segmentation and the types of people being bullied, um, it's interesting here because you know, um, I've met adults who, who, have, who have come to me and you know, said, okay, you know, when they're young, they were bullied. And these guys um, and, and women, if you look at them, they're like some of them are really... I wouldn't say overachievers, but incredibly successful in what they're doing with their life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you ask them, you know, why were you bullied, for what reason, you know, some of them do come back and say, you know, well, we are seen as, as the rich kids or, you know, as really, you know, more intelligent than, than other people. We're doing really yeah. academically, we're doing really, really well. And They were the browners. Yeah, <laughs> you know, some of them were yeah. maybe too good looking or not, not, you know, not uh, good looking enough. So there's a whole wide uh, range of issues uh, or why it happens. And um, it's, it's amazing to see that, yeah. What have we learned about the bully? So what we learned about the bully is uh, the bully is, um, you know, there, there are a lot of insecurities there uh, with the bully. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate it happens, but sometimes when we look at the transformation and working with the bullies and we offer exactly the same uh, kind of set up and tools um, and, and mentoring system for the bullies as for the they're bullied. And some of the people who who are the bullies, when they transform themselves and realize what they're actually doing and how they can, they can change and how they can actually turn a negative into a positive, some of these people, some of these people turn into what we call an ambassador program where they turn to real positive role models and ambassadors. And uh, it's amazing how they change, and then the environment around them uh, changes. And this program, where we call an ambassador program, 
it, it is just incredible, right? You know, some of these kids, they, they as mentioned in London, uh, in the underground uh, tube, we have posters created by uh, some of these kids and some of the bullies of what they actually did. Pretty graphic, uh, pretty raw, uh, wow. you know, in-your-face stuff. And uh, it causes an effect and change. So, you know, we're, we're helping them to turn themselves into positive role models. Yeah. That's excellent. You know, because the thought just crossed my mind that with kids, sometimes, you know, any attention is good attention, good or bad. Yeah. And, and so as, as a bully, possibly at home they weren't getting enough attention. Uh, they felt the need to strike out to somebody. The, yeah. You know, the authority figures were too big, and so the kids make a really good, um, really good choice for them. Yeah. To feel, to, just to get, you know, to feel like they're in control of something in their life, I would imagine. That's right. And then also, Frankie, I think something you, you touched on earlier in terms of, you know, maybe historically or, you know, some years back there wasn't so much bullying going on. I think what we're noticing is that um, there's a thing called cyberbullying, which is happening uh, quite a lot now, and that's the use of technology. Uh, where, where bullies do use technology to actually abuse and, and bully kids and the type of technology is through the internet and through mobile phones and now it's becoming much easier to maybe send an SMS or send an email or post uh, a, a, an image of somebody in a very negative way or getting bullied and just put a video of them. Oh, wow. So that's happening a lot, we're, uh, we're finding. So what we're trying to do is, uh, in partnership with other organizations, is to try to prevent that happening in the first place and then trying to create positive role models again, either through the technology like, uh, you know, virtual cyber mentors to, you know, to real-life mentors. And even behind the cyber mentors, there's always a, a real mentor behind that. But, um, you know... Uh, People are finding different ways to, uh, to to bully each other, and technology is there, in some cases, being used rather negatively. Uh, for I know that, that um, there was an incident at my kids' school where some uh-huh. kids had been using the computer to, to do just that, yeah. um, and they actually did get charged. The police came to their homes, right. and they, they were charged with... Um, I, I guess it was harassment or whatever yeah. kind of cyber crime you could be charged with. Um, and that was quite something, you know. And, and I guess with the cell phones, they're quite easy to trace. I mean, everybody knows you can't have a private conversation on a cell phone. So you have to watch and, be, and worry about what, what you say. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So it's all traceable. <laughs> but it's very easy to do because, first of all, it can be just playful. And then all of a sudden from playing around and messing around, then it starts elevating and then it starts getting a bit more serious. Well, I think that these kids were just talking about a teacher, you know, yeah. and that what a so-and-so he was and all that, and yeah, they got charged, kicked out of wow. school and charged in the whole bit. Yeah. Wow. So quite something. What about um, Hollywood? I mean, we've had some movies about, you know, the bullies, the, the girls, the meanies, the, you know. Does it, does it play a role, do you think? Have you heard anything from these kids? Uh... Well, specifically Hollywood movies where they've actually shown that happen, we haven't really been involved in that, so I don't have a particular view on that. But, I mean, talking about Hollywood and, you know, what the charity has done, uh, last year uh, the charity Beat Bullying in the UK got approached by Universal Fox Studios, and they're looking to launch their film uh, X-Men 3 in the UK. And the X-Men 3 is about, um, um, you know, mutant... uh, being socially excluded uh, in their own community and in effect getting bullied by the humans. Mm-hmm. And they did their own research to, to, to find out that if they could associate with some sort of uh, organization, charity out there, um, which was really focused on anti-bullying, then this would be a pretty good positive message to send out. So uh, a charity got, got approached by Universal Fox Studios last year and said, look, we want to launch uh, X-Men 3 in the UK. How about we partner together so we can use... Uh, this launch is a really good communication uh, tool, vehicle, and raise awareness. So that's what we did uh, through the beat bullying, and we did a campaign uh, uh, in the UK uh, in partnership with Universal Fox Studios uh, because, you know, of kids getting bullied and, and socially excluded as well. And that, that worked really, really well. And uh, in terms of the campaign uh, raising awareness, and uh, on the back of that as well, because there's this... Uh, 
once a year we do this event uh, with other partners called Anti-Bullying Week. And we actually did this campaign where we actually asked um, kids and teachers around the UK to stand up on a particular day and a particular time uh, to raise support, to show their support uh, in terms of bullying. And we actually got about uh, 1.3 million uh, uh, kids and, and, and teachers standing up on that particular occasion. But going back to the Hollywood thing as well, uh, we also worked uh, uh, with another Hollywood um, uh, organization with the film Ants. And this was about you know, uh, using ambassadors or ant ambassadors uh, in terms of making them positive role models and their some affiliation there with the movie as well. So I think what was that movie? Yeah. I'm sorry. You're a runaway train now. What was the name of that movie? Uh, Ants. Oh, huh. okay. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, A-N-T-S. So it's like right. a kid's, a kid, a, a, you know, young That's kid. That's right, Ants, yeah. right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The animation film, right. That's right, yeah, yeah. But, you know, they, again, it's this thing about empowering kids, and uh, yeah. so there was an affiliation there. So uh, we're finding a, a lot now about the movies themselves wanting to get involved in this. And, you know, in all respect, you know, we have to also look at, you know, what's in it for them, what's in it for us. Is it that they just want to get more people coming through the cinemas? Is it just pure monetary reasons why they want to do this? And for sure, you know, there, there are some things they want to get out of it in terms of the marketing and getting more seats through. But we actually felt when we evaluate the partners that we work with very, very closely, um, right. At the end of the day, it's about credibility, trust, and respect. So, and you know, we detected with those two movie houses that there was a real, genuine interest uh, there, and hence the affiliation there uh, with Hollywood. And now in the UK, you know, we're partnering with some mobile phone operators, with search engine guys, with some really big organisations who who really feel and, and uh, you know want to help young kids in a positive way. You, um, I want to go back to the big stand for a minute because yeah, yeah, yeah. You said that you did um, have 1.1 million people all stand up on May 25th at 10 a.m. morning. But on hand, you had Patrick Stewart, Dame yeah. Kelly Holmes, Shane Ward. Like yeah. you had some big names. Yeah, we did. We were, you know, we were very, very lucky. And uh, these are, gosh, you know, so I'm. I, I'm a chairman of the organisation, but you know the people who do the real work there are the people in the office in London, who um, you know who have approached these people and you know these celebrities gave their time and efforts and uh, all credit due to them and and you know the people in the office they worked extremely hard and we got very good support from these very very well known people. Yeah. Now the website www.takeastand.com um, uh-huh. is one that gives a lot of information about bullying, and it also helps and shows you know, the things that you can download. You can, they've got dog tags that you can um, buy and, and show that, that you, know, you, you are taking a stand against bullying. And they talk about it as being an army. So, so the people who buy this, the, these, these folks, they're like a, um, your family, and, and they're your army and your buddies, and they stand behind you. So don't worry about you know, telling that you've been bullied because you have the protection of these people, let's say, um, your family, your army, your, your buddies to help, um, you know, protect you. And, and yeah. that's kind of what it's all about. So that's kind of neat. Um, they also have some good information about what you can do to uh, know when somebody's being bullied, to know, yeah. to look for signs in your child when they're being bullied. And for people who... Maybe you know don't have kids and but but witness an act of bullying and what they can do and should do um, because right. you know I don't know if it's like that in in England you know but we're I'm in Canada and, and of course in the U S and you see something over here where somebody's being hurt instead of helping people tend to walk away now they're afraid of lawsuits they're afraid of all sorts of silly things you know and so sure. uh, you touch somebody well you know they're going to sue you so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know it's it's hard to be a good Samaritan these days. Very much so, and actually the, in the UK there are some people saying, well, you know, you should be more of a, uh, you know, take up arms and, uh, and intervene yourself uh, and try to get involved, which we believe is a pretty dangerous thing to do. And Absolutely. If anybody yeah, getting bullied, just, just report it, you know, yeah. and that, that's what we're trying to do. And the thing also about um, if you feel as though like maybe your child is, is getting bullied, 
you know, there are certain ways to identify, you know, change of mood, change of behavior. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's go over that list uh, kind of slowly yeah. because uh, why not? So if you want to know or spot how your young person may be bullied, I'm sure it changes by age. Um, but injuries are one way. If your child yes. comes home with unexplained injuries from That's your school, right. uh, you might want to ask them about that. Torn or damaged clothes. That's another um, sign. The child may be unable or unwilling to explain how those how that happened. Uh, it, it might be an opportunity then to sit down with, with your child and ask them that. They don't want to go to school, and they frequently lose things, or things are you know unexplainedly missing. That's another sign. You know the bully has taken their stuff. Um, an increased feeling of anxiety and stress. Mood swings, you know, changes in personality. Imagining aggressive behavior is, is certainly one of those. Um, the lack of motivation and concentration, that's got to be a little scary. Um, and cheerfulness, not wanting to go to bed or going to bed. Depression, you know, depression in a child is pretty unusual. Um, hostility. And self-harm and self-loathing. Self-harm, as you know, can take the form of cutting, which is quite popular really with, you know, 11, 12-year-olds in that age group, which is really kind of sad. So a parent notices this. Is there a hotline, Abby, for them to call? Is there a specific number? In the UK, there is. uh, We don't provide any hotlines because what we are focused there is actually going in and working with the schools and the young kids for prevention. But there's this uh, charity called Childline uh, in the UK, and they have hotlines and very good support staff uh, there when you ring. uh, So the kids or or the parents can get really good information there. Uh, I'm not sure how it works in in the US and Canada, but um, there are organizations there where you can ring uh, directly. Yeah, we have kids' phone lines called Kids Helpline. And it's it's manned by by kids. They're taught to yeah. do crisis management, and uh, children are are able to call and get help by their peers, which is kind of good. And and I think I asked you about you know one of the innovation ways that that you guys are using. And I asked if the phone went to a hotline, like you're in the phone yeah. business, and you had a um you actually had a uh, a competition. Yeah, we did. So um. So my night job, in effect, uh, uh, purely voluntary, is, is, is with a charity. But the day job is I, I work for a Finnish company, as you mentioned, uh, and we design mobile handsets for Nokia and a few other people, uh, the look and feel of mobile phones. And so wh- what I did there was uh, when we got approached by, by Fox for the Universal, uh, Fox Studio for the X-Men uh, campaign and beat bullying, um, I told our guys at, at, at Eden, the Finnish company, look, why don't we do um, a design competition? Obviously, you know, we don't charge for anything. Uh, it's all free work. But we do a design competition where we ask kids around the world to design a mobile phone, you know, the look and feel of it. Right. That would actually empower you or, you know, make you feel like a superhero. And, you know, what certain applications and features would you have on this phone that would make you feel empowered and actually tackle and deal with bullying because we wanted to see you know, what kids in the playground really thought about how you can use a communication device like that. So we, uh, uh, you know, we publicized this, uh, this competition and we got feedback and some really interesting designs and applications and ideas, some really crazy ones. But it was just great to see you know, how creative these kids are. Mm-hmm. They had you know, diagrams, drawings, you know, loads of stuff coming in from China, Africa. Uh, Russia, uh, US, uh, everywhere, and you know behind you know the colourful pictures or you know these kids are, are tech are, you know tech savvy they really know their stuff yeah yeah the kids nowadays right you know they know how to do it sure. really quickly and it's just amazing what they can do so we chose a design actually um, so there's three designs and the winning design was from a, a gentleman from the Ukraine and he put some applications in there that if um, he was getting bullied. He can call and dial his uh, his mentor through GPS navigation kind of technology, satellite technology, so that the mentor would appear pretty quickly and they could just help diffuse the situation and, and, and provide mentoring there. 
So what we did as a company, we translated that diagram into a flash movie, uh, which is available on the website. And you know we promoted that, and the winners got like a really state-of-the-art uh, mobile phone. But I think the overall game plan and what we're trying to achieve was just raise awareness out there, and also see how the mobile device can be used in a positive way. Um, now, is that is that phone online somewhere for us to look at? Yeah, so I'd love to see the, the look of it. Yeah, so it's actually on the Edem website. So it's www.idem. Dot fi f for France i for India so www.edem.fi and if you go into there and you click on news then there'll be a link there which will show you the actual winning design and a flash movie and just to also make a point about you know uh, the website for the, the actual beat bullying website because uh, we actually have two websites there okay one is more of, yeah one is more sort of like corporate governance and, and what's happening with your charity and stuff and, and at the government level. And that's www.beatbullying, that's B-E-A-T-B-U-L-L-Y-I-N-G dot org, O-R-G. So that's, that's the real sort of main website. But then we have also one for, for kids as well. Uh, and that's to take a stand? Yeah, well, no, actually, so it's www.bbclick. So it's at oh. bbclic.com. Okay. Uh, so that one, so just again, www.bbclic.com. Now this one actually, um, so there's a lot of stuff there uh, which is very, very child-friendly and we get really high traffic through that because um, it's a different way of communicating with, uh, with kids there and a lot of the stuff there is user-generated by kids. But also that also mentions the what we're going to be doing for the next anti-bullying uh, uh, event, uh, which is going to ha uh, be happening uh, uh, in the next month or so. And there we've got things like with Vodafone that we're working, a competition with Vodafone, where people, are, our kids are actually creating their own films of bullying incidents and how to prevent it. So it's a very nationwide campaign. We're also doing stuff with YouTube as well. So. It's us and also some sister partner companies as well. It's, it's going to be anti-bullying. Wait a minute. Are you saying that these kids have phones and, and they're actually videotaping the, their own bullying incident? Oh, okay. So, uh, so for this competition for Vodafone, sorry, this, this competition uh, which Vodafone is actually sponsoring, is uh, kids can actually create their own films. Oh, they can create their own film about it. Okay. They did yeah, not, yeah. not the real incident. <laughs> yeah, but saying that, um, yeah, uh, saying that though, actually what's happening is uh, in, in some websites there are actually people downloading real incidents of people getting bullied or, uh, or beating people up and it's appearing on the websites. And, wow. Um, that's not good, yeah. Yeah, that's not good. Now, I don't know about there, but over here, kids aren't allowed to take their phones to school. Oh, really? Well, you know, I, there's kind of, I guess they do, but what it did was well, they can't be on. For one thing, because they, you know, kids end up, well, especially teens, you know, end up being on the phone all day. Uh, it got to be really just insane. I, I find that whole incident actually a cell phone kind of insane. You know, people having conversations in the in the market and everywhere that they go, and it's like they don't even realize people are hearing what they say, and and, and they don't care anymore. There's no privacy. It's just like you know, you're hearing somebody's personal laundry list, and it's <laughs> hello. Well, you know, business guys do it all the time as well, right? You know, in, in restaurants and things, which isn't very nice. But I attended a conference, I think, two weeks ago, because I'm interested about mobile phones and how you can help people. And this right. is called handheld learning, and how some of these mobile phones now are being used, like uh, kids in the school will go out into the fields or some zoo and then take pictures of the animals, and then you can ride on there what's happening, because, you know, a lot of these phones now have camera phones and video phones. Right. And yeah. when they come back to school, they can sort of, like, share some stories of journals with these devices or intelligent devices. And actually, you can do some pretty cool stuff with, with those. So I think it's, it's a process. It's going to take time, you know, right. uh, from a device being very uh, a distraction. So actually, uh, the technology can actually help people and can share the information uh, when they're on the move, you know, and have, like, a online uh, journal. So 
so yeah, for sure, you know, the kids can use it as a distraction and listen to music and everything. But I'm hopeful uh, there will be some positive uses as well of the devices in schools. You know, I think it would be really kind of cool if um, you took those videos that the kids are making and you turned it into a campaign where over here, um, you know, in our cinemas, you, when you go to the movies, you know, you have like a half an hour practically now of, of you know, movies that go beforehand. But if it was actually a campaign that went into the theaters before, you know, especially kids' movies, um, yeah. you know, one or two of the shorts are played before the real, you know, the, the, the main event. That would be very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I'd love to see their movies, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, we do work with with kids where we set, sort of like set up their studios or sent them to studios so that they could record their own uh, films and uh, their own music tracks as well. And uh, so, so, again, this whole thing about user-generated examples, scenarios, messages that you've got, how you want to communicate to other kids as well. So it's all this thing about sharing. And, um, and you know, kids are amazing. Yeah, they're, they're amazing people, you know. Um, once you create that environment and you help them to help themselves, it, it's amazing what they can do and share and, and the bonds that they make. I mean, to see how that translates into uh, adulthood as well. Uh, it, it, it truly is fascinating. Because, you know, a lot of, you know, it's, it's, it's tricky because, you know, with, with the bullying stuff, going going back to the bullying stuff, it can be, and it is, you know, very harsh. It can be very uh, negative and, um, you know, in some cases life-threatening. And, you know, in some cases, you know, kids do take their own lives. But, you know, um, I think once you can start to engage uh, with the children, and also the other point as well is not only does it affect the children, it affects the parents, it affects the teachers, you know, absenteeism, uh, you know, it reduces their chance of doing well in education and moving forward in life. But once you start helping the kids to empower themselves, uh, the magical transformation that they go through. And, you know, you know, your point about, you know, certain celebrities who have endorsed our campaigns, uh, it's amazing, you know, some of, some of the, even the, the world's, you know, top sports people, for example, have been bullied when they're young. So some of these people have actually turned into a positive. And I know, uh, Frankie, you know, in speaking to you in the past and the way you encourage people to turn the negatives into positives, um, it's, it's amazing, you know, the lessons uh, some of these kids, and when they're later, uh, later on out, can use it in a positive way to not only help themselves but then go on to help other people as well. And, and that really is truly is amazing to watch and, and experience and be, be part of it. Yeah. Who who are their mentors? Like who are their peer mentors? Where do they come yeah, from? The do they come from like girl guides or or scouts or anything like that? Yeah. So actually, so it's interesting. You you mentioned uh, the girls guides because that's when we got involved with uh, Gordon Brown, who's now the prime minister of uh, of an affiliation we had uh, with girls guides. So a lot of the girl guides there amongst themselves were were chosen, helped to become. Uh, ambassadors and, and peers and mentors for for other girls as well. Uh, so that goes on, say within that uh, within the girls' guides. But then also we have programs and workshops where we go into schools and we help uh, certain uh, kids to become uh, mentors. Yeah. And again, are the parents we, we, surprised when they find out that their kids have been bullied? Ah, uh, very very much so. And you know, I have I have close friends. Uh, who, who come to me and say, "Oh, be look, you know, this is happening at school, and we we just feel so powerless. You know, you know, what can we do? You know, because hey, you love your kids, right? You want you want the right. Like you can't you can't sit there twenty four hours a day. Yeah, you know, and you hope you know you're hoping they're going into a learning environment where they can learn and 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 develop life skills, and, and to have that environment and to see them, you know, just be demoralized and hurt. It's painful for the parents, very, very painful. So it's surprising, it's shock, it's powerless, and, you know, what can they do? And But there are things that they can do. And, you know, without even going to any programs or workshops or things like that, you know, the number one thing is an open dialogue and an open communication with the kids. And this is something you touched on earlier, Frankie, in terms of you know, sitting down with your child, not judging them, and just being there and, and, and hearing and listening. And... Um, can get that level of dialogue going in the first place, 
then it eases the pressure. It, you know, it makes it slightly easier. Uh, then you're leveling the, the playing field and, and you're being at the same level as they are. And then you can start taking some positive actions and moving forward. But it is, it is very tough uh, for the parents to be in that situation. You know, in case yeah. they're, they're listening and they're shaking their head, do not forget that, you know, 55.5% of young people have been bullied, that two in five um, admit to skipping school at least once, and one in three truants are blamed, um, they blame bullying um, on being absent from school. 31 million school days were lost last year because of bullying. Those are huge numbers, huge numbers. Um, one in three adults living in the UK have witnessed bullying on the streets. So where were you and what did you do when you saw this? Do, um, do you support any programs for the parents to learn techniques um, of speaking to their kids or, or helping them? You know, I get, dads want to get out there with the boxing gloves and go, just get my good one, son, you know, but it's not, sure. it, you know. It's not the way to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we do programs uh, and, and workshops like that where we actually uh, directly work with uh, work with the parents uh, on, on doing that. But you know, you're right. You know, and I've got to be really careful here as chairperson of the charity because sometimes you know you do have that feeling of, gosh, you know, I wish I could intervene with the bullies and do something about it directly. But you know, there are proven ways and methods of dealing with it effectively where you don't intervene with the bullies like that or or come down to their level. And right. um, so, we, so again, through proven experience, being out there on the streets, working uh, with the kids and the parents and the teachers and, and the people doing the bullying, there are ways of, of actually doing it. And, and this is what we do day in, day out. You know, with a charity, for sure, there are the other stuff there which you need for the charity to survive, like the funding, um, working with corporate partners and everything else. But at the end of the day, all the effort, all the money goes in out on the street, helping facilitate, prevent, identify, empower, and that goes on a daily basis. And what we do as, as an organization, like any other good charities, is we feedback, we monitor, we see how we can improve on ourselves, we benchmark you know, with other charities and other organizations, how can we be better, how can we do our job better, how can we be more effective. There's a continuous uh, change uh, and, uh, that, that we do, and you know we grow as an organisation. Yeah. Have you and ever supported? Actually, sorry, sorry, sorry. All I just want no, to add as well is, uh, is that actually it's, it's also amazing uh, the type of wonderful people that have actually joined the organisation and work with the organisation. You know, for example, people who have experienced bullying and now they come in and they say, well, we we'd like to work in an official capacity to help. We've been there. We know what it's like. And you know we want to do something back. So it's it's just amazing to see that um, that that level of spirit within the organisation. Do you have um, a lot? Yeah, with other charities. Do you have like yeah. people with disabilities that you know a division just for that or anything yeah, we do, separate? We do. So we have one for disabilities, one for uh, where we're looking at different types of ethnic groups as well, um, and we also have certain affiliations or certain specific areas where we could help out more in terms of support, like we have a sports division, one for music. So there are different segmentations that we're getting involved in. And with the, with the one about ethnic minorities, uh, that's increasing a lot more uh, in the UK in terms of a lot more incidents, a lot more bullying, especially with the borders opening up and uh, you know people coming in from different uh, countries coming into the UK. And, and suffering bullying. So yeah, right. we'll address that. Yeah, and even you know, in terms of sexuality as well, actually, um, you know, in terms of you know, gay people affiliations, uh, well, right? Um, suffering from bullying. So you know, we we provide support structures and focusing on that as well, which is a big incident in the UK as well. Have you ever supported a family um, that needed to go to court? Gosh. Um, um, I don't know really, uh, Frankie. Uh, uh, um, maybe it's been done uh, before, um, but it's, it's, it's something I need to check with. Yeah. yeah I don't Do you know, know if there's. Um, yeah, no, I, I just wondered if, you know, sometimes they need a little um, help <laughs> getting them there because it's always, you know, you, you kind of want to get these people charged if you can. Um, do you know what the, the, the biggest um, sentencing has been for a bully? 
in the UK? Oh, sorry, after you, could you repeat that again? The biggest sentencing. The biggest sentencing? Yeah. Besides when those two, two, you know, besides when those two kids who, who took that little boy and got him killed, and uh, I know that just last week, even or you know, another round of um, uh, what, what do you call it? Petition came around to to yeah. not have them be allowed to be anonymous and shipped off to Australia. But okay. Um, okay. you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I have no idea. I've, I've, yeah, exactly. We actually, uh, we've, we've got we've hired somebody who just looks at stats all the time, and you know, quantitative and qualitative, and you know, to measure these kinds of incidents, you know, and also, you know, the legal procedures and everything. That I, I don't, I, I don't know that number. But the thing with with bullying, and this is the this is some of the challenges that we face, is sometimes it's very difficult to know what the boundaries and, and the grey areas of bullying are. And you know the, you know we sh- for sure we know the emotional effect, the physical effect um, of bullying there. But in 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 putting these statistics together, and, and it has to be done extremely carefully because some people will say, okay, look, yeah, I can't be that bad being bullied, and look, he or she will get over it in a few months. But this lasting effect of being bullied does go into their life and adulthood and how you measure that because somebody could say and this is something we face continuously when we talk to our funders you know in raising cash or they say okay well you know how long does this happen for I mean is the person going to be bullied again is this just over and done with how is it going to translate to their working environment when they grow older does it affect their family who else does it affect because you know this point about truancy and if they're not attending school because they're they're being bullied then they're yeah, they're pretty likely not to get the good grades. If they don't right. get good grades, they get disenchanted. There's less chance maybe they'll go to university or college or get a, a much, much better job. So it has a knock-on effect in society. And what we're trying to do is, again, through independent research, is show the linkages and that flow of how right. really um, bad it can affect people there. And not uh, just their education. Not just their education. I say not just the education portion of it, but definitely I can see how, you know, the choices that they make in a life partner, they don't feel confident, they don't feel deserving, they don't feel, you know, any of those things. And so they would get themselves into a situation where they are attracting probably a bully, somebody who who will, you know, always, you know, they'll always be in that victim role if they don't stop it. Yeah, and you know, um, an area that we haven't gone into uh, yet, because we really need to focus on being a small charity but with good reach, you know, there's so many areas we can get involved in, like bullying uh, within the workplace. You know, right, I, right. Gosh, I, I've seen a lot of that working for some various companies, you know. And really? again, similar similar traits, similar principles, similar stuff happening there. And, uh, you know, it's amazing. And uh, That's a great but, idea. Know. That's a great idea. Because, you know, you weren't around to catch them back then. <laughs> but now you can, now you, at least you can maybe stop that cycle still. You have a chance yeah. to stop it and, and help them before they have kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and, and there are some, uh, some good organizations out there helping or trying to prevent bullying within the workplace. But, again, it, it can affect adults. I guess the, the point that I'm making there is, the bullying can go on into your adult uh, life, but also there are even adults out there bullying other adults in, in the corporate workplace as well. Right. Yeah. And that doesn't come under any of the harassment laws? Oh, I'm sure that does. I, I, I'm yeah. sure it does, you know. And I'm sure it's different for each type of country and, and place in terms of the legislation and everything. But, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, you know today we're talking about bullying and... Um, there's lots of other ways, you know, other good charities and organizations out there and also other ways that people take away the power from each other. But, you know, we're focused here talking about uh, the bullying. But I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is, and this is one we haven't touched on yet, because I'm also wary of the time as well, is, no, I, you know, you know I've, I've been privileged to work with other people um, who are setting up uh, or have been involved in charities. And I've got a good friend, I think, who joined us earlier on, uh, called Manjit, who's looking at int- uh, at setting up her own charity to help people who have had, say, accidents, physical accidents, and how they, you know, get back on the track and the support systems that they need in place. Mm. But um, what I find is, although I've got... An area I know near and dear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do, Frankie. 
So yeah. I've got my day job, but I've got my night job, the voluntary, but it's just so, yeah, it's hard work, but it's just so enriching. So, you know, if I've got any messages for anybody out there, yeah, for sure on the beat bullying stuff, if there's anything you can help us in the UK, yeah, please, you know, get in contact through me, uh, with me through Frankie. But I'd encourage anyone out there, if you've got a bit of time, just go out there and get involved with any voluntary organization. Because, you know, it's great to know, you know, when you go to bed or, you know, when you wake up in the morning that you've helped someone out. You know, not just that, not just that, but if you want to be um, under, you know, even even more mercenary than that, is that, and I've always encouraged people in the workplace, because I used to set up recognition programs, you know, for people who volunteered um, in, in communities where they lived, that you can gain some amazing skills through volunteerism that you may not be able to get in your, you know, in your work. There was a young lady who used to work for us who really wanted the experience being a project manager. And every time the job came up at work to be a project manager, they said no. Well, she ended up um, becoming the uh, chair and, and, and project manager for uh, Habitat for Humanity. So for four years, she got project, man project management experience in a real way you know, um, that she was able to take back to her workplace and translate that into way more money when she went yeah. for a new job. So yeah. it, it, it enriches your life, it enriches the lives of others, but it also gives you real good skill set. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, well put, Frankie. Because I know you and I, sort of, you know, we're both really in, you know, interested in sort of spiritual development, personal development. Yep. And, you know, it goes back to if you give unconditional love and support out into the universe, then, um, you know, good things happen and they come back to you. And it's, I agree. it's in the same spirit. It's, it's in the same spirit. Yeah, 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 it is. And just pick something that, you know, feels good for you. Now, have you guys partnered with other bullying agencies um, around the world? Uh, so actually, it's interesting. Uh, around the world, so actually, I've got to be careful, you know, um, <laughs> what, I have to, uh, what I say here. We have had some, um, some interest from the U.S. Uh, with certain celebrities and some partnering organizations, and we've sent a few people out there. But this is um, stuff that we're building on at the moment. I guess what we're trying to do is uh, it's about um, quality, not quantity. So what we want to do right. is we want to do best. And then once we start understanding how we can help in the US, uh, then we'll start forming the, the correct official you know, uh, contacts and relationships there. But yes, interesting enough, uh, when I asked in the office what have we done at an international level, uh, US and also uh, Canada, I think we've done one or two things. But for sure, okay. it's something that we'd like to expand, but it has to be step by step once we get the right resources and support and, and good people. Right. Yeah. It would be interesting to um, have a, I think it would be interesting anyway, to see a, a conference of young people, you know, telling each other about bullying and their experiences and what they've done to overcome it. And uh, that would be really, really neat. Do, do you have the kids going that. to the schools now? And, and talk about their experience? Oh, yeah, um, very much yeah? so, very, very much so. And I really like that idea about, you know, kids setting it up. And again, you know, I think, um, <laughs> you know, going back to my favorite subject in terms of technology and sort of like social right. networking and everything, you know, with, with the likes of Facebook out there and uh, YouTube and, you know, lots of good sites there, you know, kids can do it. You know, kids yep. can do it. Again, if, if we give them the right tools, you know, and there's an incentive for them to do it, they, they can do that and create that kind of conference or online conference or real-world conference and, and, and do that. I think what we try to do as responsible adults is try to look out for their interests, not lecture to them, and, you know, nurture them and provide that kind of environment to, uh, to do that. But, but I love that idea of kids having, like, their own conference and and having role models and having people coming in, other kids from other countries, and say, how is it like, you know, in Japan? How is it like in, you know, in China? Are there any learnings? Is there anything that we can share, you know, from our experiences? Because the other thing which is, you know, you know, you're in, you're in Canada. I'm in the UK at the moment. I'm an Indian guy in the UK. Yeah. And there are lots of cultural differences, but there are also some universal principles that work here as well. And the more sharing we can do, you know, the better it is. I guess you'll have to have it at Epcot Center. 
And you know, right? You know, we we laugh at that, but there are a lot of big organisations out there um, who will fund that kind of stuff as well. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a big trend there with philanthropy as well. So maybe we can knock on uh, Mr. Gates' door or, or Mr. Buffett. I just think that would be so awesome to see <laughs> to see these. Kids. I can, you know, I, I imagine somebody like a Bill Cosby sitting there asking, you know, a kid in kindergarten, so. You know, uh-huh. who bullied you today? How did it? What right. did it look like? You know, uh-huh. and, and just moving up that that ladder, and, and as they as they are more able to, you know, speak and be more coherent, and uh, it changes. You know, it changes. The reasons change, and how they do it changes. But uh, the fact remains that they that they are being bullied, and we need to not close our eyes to it. We need to open our eyes and help our young people. And if you're a young person and you know people who are being bullied. It is not, um, with the, I'm thinking, um, excuse me here, I've got to think of a term that my children would use um, for what goes on when you tell on somebody. Uh-huh. And it's not ratting on somebody. It's a hit term. I, I, okay, I can't think of it. <laughs> I give up. Yeah, I, you know, in the UK we've got, it's called when you grass, up, grass somebody up. But again, it's, that, that's a very UK. Uh, yeah, it uh, might be something. Uh, it's just something like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, yeah. And and that's like, you know the kind of terminology. And it's funny that they still feel that they need to protect the bully and not the bully. Or no, the bully. Sure. <laughs> it is a yeah, bully, yeah. but the person who's being bullied. You you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting um, because nobody wants to do that, but. At the same time, you know, we have to we have to stand up. We have to give, you know, empower them to stand up. And nobody wants to walk around afraid. And the last thing I would want was any child to, you know, walk around and be afraid to go to school. Uh, do you guys have um, radars and, and things like that in your schools where they, you know, they're looking for weapons and all sorts of stuff when your kids go to school? Is that is that in the UK yet? Not, not that I'm aware of, you know. There may be one or two schools where they do that, but um, again, not that I'm aware of. But you know, we do hear. This is our reality now over here. You know, this is our reality. Oh yeah, this, that's amazing. It's awful. Uh, it's awful. Just awful. I don't know where we're going. I don't know if it even. Maybe you know when, when I started at the beginning of the show and I said it, this didn't happen so much when I was a young child. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. because we had two parent families. Maybe now with everybody going out to work, you know, there's there's more need um, for attention. I don't know. Well, we could spend hours talking about that. One. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, social, the, the social implications and parents, uh, but you know, uh, yeah, hmm. it, 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 it's changing. It's changing. Yeah. So, what do you want to say to the parents? We've got uh, you know another two minutes here. What do you want to say to them uh, before you go? And how can people get involved with Beat Boy? Let's go there. Sure, you know, go please go to our website. You know, uh, www.beatbullying.org. Or if there's anything I can do to help at a personal level, you know, please uh, contact uh, uh, Frankie, and uh, Frankie can pass you details. So first thing is to do is go to our website, go to me, and then I can see if I can do anything, or, or the organisation, or if we can't, then we can put through. Uh, put you through to the right people. If not in the UK, to then we can investigate and look, you know, in those countries uh, that you're at. But again, you know, we're we're here to help, and um, and also just please, you know, as as you're already doing, keep the communication channels uh, with your kids or other people's kids as open uh, as you can, because it serves you as parents and and the kids as well. Right. Um, yeah. And, you know, if you're an educator or teacher and you see this happening or you have any great ideas, I mean, this is a very innovative company. They are a technology, uh, or, you know, company, uh, charity. They're a technology-based charity. And, yeah. and so they're open to wild and amazing things. So very anything goes. We're always looking at partnerships out there as well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Abby, thank you yes. so much for joining me Anna, tonight. It's been, it's, been, it's been really, really good, really enjoyable. Oh, good. Good. I'm glad you liked that. Well, another unstoppable person out there in the world. I I keep finding them. I love it. (laughs) But thank you. So beat bullying. Don't forget to go to the website. Don't forget to look it up. And let's stop bullying wherever we see it, whatever age group we find it in.
Great. Good night. This has been uh, The Unstoppable Coach, Frankie Picasso, with Abby Naha, my guest. Thank you, and good night. Thanks, everyone. Good night. Bye-bye. Oh. <laughs> wow. So wait, wait one second. Wait one second. I got it. I might lose you. Uh, that's no worries. I can ring you back, right?